Blog Talk Radio. For a minute, I'm asking about your future because you're trying to get a minute. I've been keeping on the low and I can tell you authentic. Treat your heart like a prize. I'm a chance once I win a slim waist, pretty face, got style and taste. Stand apart from the crowd, but you move with grace. I got time, on move and hate. I can wait for you. And when you're ready, I'll be standing at the gate for you. Try and keep it straight for you. Stay on my grind with it. Don't matter what you want to do, just know that I'm with it. We could be tighter than two breaths through one nostril. Say you needed a real man, well, I got you. Every day, all day, with no time off. Just try and love you. Don't confuse it like I'm soft. Cause I'm a boss, a boss. Quick to cut my losses. Let me know mine, I won't force you.
while still doing their piece. So let's say someone did something from training day, you know, one of the Denzel scenes in there. The audience could then tell the, the actor, you know what, I want you to do that same piece, but I want you to do it as a woman who's coming oh. out. You know what I mean? So it's that. Yeah, that was, like, so much fun to witness that and to see that. And all the actors, like, once once you saw them do their piece, you're like, that was great, that was good. And then you got to see them come back sometime later, do the direction that the audience gave them, which was phenomenal, again. Mm. And then after they did that, they had to do, like, a famous, you know, piece that everyone knew. So wow. they did those three particular levels, and they, they were all great. Uh, a brother by the name of Melvin, um, forgetting his last name again, he, he won the, the night. So he was a slam champion for that night, but it was a great piece. So once That's again, so dope. big up to Attica Torres yeah. for inviting yeah. me out to that. It was, it was a great thing to see. And I got some networking in and got a chance to meet some, some writers that were there okay. and people, you know, that were doing some things as well. So it, it was a great, great, great night to, to because see Because for those that don't know, C-Truth is an actor. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so, he is an actor, so make like, sure you say the piece for him. I'm not an actress, but I like to be in videos <laughs> because my lip gloss, you know, when my lip gloss is popping, I like to be in videos. So that's my only, you know, I don't need a script for that. I just walk across the thing with my lip gloss popping. But for C, he is a real actor, so. Um, yeah. We've had many guests on our show that say that they're going to be looking out for you, so that's a good thing. Oh, and I yeah. actually, I have to say, I actually took a monologue class mm-hmm. with Tracy Moore Marable yes. um, some years ago. And mm-hmm. it is, it's like you really have to submerge yourself in this role. Although monologues are typically relatively short, some of them. Right. You know? Right. Um, but, you know, it was very intimidating for me. And, of course, I did get out of doing mine on the stage the night of – I I volunteered to work the camera. So I got, I got, oh. out, of, <laughs> I got out of having to do my monologue in front of friends and family. Um, but I do, I, still appreciate, <laughs> I do appreciate the process and um, – you know, kudos to all of those that have the gump to go out there and, and just do that stuff. It was, you know, goodness. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. So you have <laughs> friends and family coming out to see you perform well, and you need to perform? to see me. They weren't there to see me. Everyone in the class, you know, we had the monologue, you know, on the, on the night, the stage, the presentation, and people came right. out and filled the room. And, you know, people invited their folks to come out and see them do their monologue. It was like the graduation of the class, if you will. Right. But I didn't invite anybody because I knew I wasn't going on the stage. I just worked the camera. That was my contribution, which was a big contribution, by the way, because if no one was there to work the camera, then the people that did such a beautiful job in their monologues, it just would have been all for naught. So wow. that was my contribution. <laughs> wow. It was, that, it was fantastic. That, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. we'll... We'll we'll readdress that sometime down the road. <laughs> I would rather talk to our guest today as opposed to talking about that. That's history. That's old stuff. Oh, but uh, okay. But we'll we'll I'm gonna have to bring that back up sometime down the road. Though. I'm just saying. 
I'm just saying, but yeah, we we do have to get to our guest um, today oh, on the yeah. who is a lovely, lovely lady most of the time. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is she always wants to rub our lady guest the wrong way. This is why we have to gang up on him all the time in the chat. No, room. no, no. But I'm, I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> And it's such a beautiful Saturday morning. It's such a such a such an ugly sentiment. I think that I try I try to be I try to be lovely all of the time. What do you think you and I you and I talk? Let's you and I talk. Thank you. We really do appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy schedule because we understand you have a lot going on, which I can't wait to talk to you about. But thank you yeah. for taking time out of your schedule and chatting with us today, ladies and gentlemen. The lovely Colette. Hello, hello. <laughs> thank you, you for having studio. me. You here at the studio audience? Yes. Hello, yes. Oh, thank you for the <laughs> Take applause. Your bow. Yes. I'm taking my bow. Yes. I'm curtsying right now. All of that. <laughs> my beauty queen wave. I'm trying to that. do. All of that. <laughs> Miss <laughs> Colette, please tell us a little bit about who Colette is and what are you yes. up to these days. Well, first of all, I do want to say thank you for having me on the show. I love it. I'm a fan, um, and I'm a, an independent singer songwriter from South Carolina, now based in New York City. I'm releasing new music, new music, new music, um, on December 4th. <laughs> it's a new album. <laughs> yes, my own echo. Yes. I. Um, the album is named Juneteenth Revolution. It's all about freedom, obviously, hopefully, obviously. And, yeah, it's all self-written. I've arranged all my vocals. i got some really talented producers helping me out. And at the moment, I'm just out here performing live and just connecting with people, trying to spread the good news. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, you, is this the first time you've done your own vocals or anything like that? Like, is this your first? Um, no, this, this is okay. my second project, actually. And mm-hmm. so I've always pretty much arranged my vocals for the most part. Sometimes mm-hmm. I get a little bit of help. Um, from my producer friend, Eric Florence, who's based in Atlanta, Georgia. So mm-hmm. all the folks in Atlanta listening, holla at Eric, also known as a Florida boy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this, I usually arrange my vocals, and I definitely have always written um, all of my material. So but I actually think that going for on my next project, I may look to do a little bit more of the co-writing collaboration Mm-hmm. Um, type of stuff, but Juneteenth Revolution mm-hmm. is 100% from me and my debut album, Experience Colette, which is still out there on iTunes and everything. Awesome. So the name Juneteenth, um, where'd that come from? Well, like, Juneteenth is a holiday. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Juneteenth no, is a holiday. Yeah, run with it. Yeah. Run with it. <laughs> I hear you. I'm grabbing a baton, girl. <laughs> It's on June 19th, though. A lot, so some people are familiar with the holiday, and a lot of people aren't. But right. especially folks from Texas, Louisiana, the Gulf Coast region, they're familiar with it because it originated in Texas. Um, and it's basically the day back in 1865 when um, African slaves found out that legally they'd been freed ever since the Emancipation Proclamation came out two years mm-hmm. earlier. They just didn't know because they hadn't been informed, you know. Surprise, right. surprise. Right. And so it was a day of celebration, right? So it was a day of celebration. You know, people were dancing in the streets and just 
oh, my gosh, all this jubilance, and it turned into an annual festival that really took hold there in the Gulf Coast region and then slowly but surely over the years it spread to a lot of other places. But isn't as known. So I always like to equate it to, just to simplify the idea, to um, St. Patrick's Day and Irish people <laughs> and some of the other cultural celebrations that are out there. Not It's not the same thing, but just to let people know that it's like a cultural celebration. But for me, I named my album Juneteenth Revolution because for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, it came to my attention because Juneteenth is June 19th, which is my birthday. Yay! Yay! <laughs> yes. yeah. So uh, I always thought that there must be, I've always thought that there's significance to the day that you're born, whether it's numeric or something else. And then also, you know, I um, just the concept of people being informed that they're free always really struck me as, as funny and strange and kind of inspiring. And the little sad. Is we're all, yeah, it's very, very yeah. sad because we're all born free. Like no human is meant to be owned by another human or, or enslaved mm-hmm. in bondage in any way. And so I felt like in today's world, a lot of us of every color, creed, et cetera, are, in, are living lives of bondage, maybe it's mental slavery, economic, you know, emotional. We're in situations that are holding us down, making us feel like we're trapped. But the truth is that we're never trapped. We can always find a way out, and we can always kind of seize that freedom that we were born with. And so that's why I decided to name our project Juneteenth Revolution, because it's that act of taking back or reclaiming the freedom that you had or even maybe if you think of a, a, a revolution as sort of a circular motion, kind of going back to the place where you, when you were first born and you were just completely free from all of these sort of limitations and, and mm-hmm. concepts mm-hmm. that just get put upon us as we grow up and lose that yeah. kind of childlike innocence. You know, so it's just a, a lot of different Absolutely. meanings, a lot of different layers to it, but that's how Juneteenth Revolution came about. And, and when you hear the songs, about, they all uh-huh. revolve around that. The songs that all revolve around That's going to be my next question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. How does the music play out, you know, on the album? Yeah, my mom was like, yeah, that's all well and good, but do the songs have anything to do with that? <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and they do. They really do. Um, from the first track right on down through the whole listing. Um, mm-hmm. I come out of the box with an intro, but the first full song is called Baby Doll, and it was produced by Danny Swain who right now is an, he's an MC and producer based in Atlanta, but we're from the same hometown in South Carolina. He just recently re- released his debut on OK Player Records. Um, it's called Payback. He's phenomenal. I mean, this track, Baby Doll, is really, it's all about freedom and like a fun sort of almost dance metaphor for looking for something a little bit deeper in life, maybe beyond the things that you might do as a nine-to-five or whatever else you occupy yourself with. And then right on through, I have a um, a duet with Eric Roberson called Touch. And that song, um, it's funny because I think people probably hear the title and immediately think it's some romantic love song, but it's actually a little bit, it's, it's a little bit deeper. It's about sort of touching as humanity and sometimes how, you know, we kind of walk around with walls built up and just holding in a lot of pain and stuff. And I call it in our own little castles of loneliness and, and not really allowing maybe just a smile or, or some sort of expression from another human being to reach out and, you know, actually reach us where we are or extend that to someone else. So, yeah, there's, there's actually 11 tracks in the project, and they all kind of revolve around that. And then some of them, too, are my own my own little journey, me spilling my beans, putting my business out there a little bit, Rachel, about the things that I've experienced that kind of helped me get closer to, to my own freedom. So, Cause you know, it's, it's like a variety. We like to get in people business around here on the Radio. Uh-oh, it's, just, uh-oh. it's particularly good at that, you know, getting in mm-hmm. people's business. We mm-hmm. like to do that a lot, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Any science? <laughs> anything? You have anything to say about science? Are you with us? Uh, well, you know, I I didn't want to cut in because you know that's not good radio <laughs> talking over two people. <laughs> so you know, but anyway. <laughs> my, my my question is with the Juneteenth Revolution, while you were putting together the project and and doing the project, what revolution? Or should I say, what evolution did you discover about yourself? Wow. Well, I discovered a couple things, C2. I discovered um, one, you know, a lot of and a lot of people maybe have this same issue. I call it being sort of a pleaser, like a person that just really hates to disappoint others and or maybe um, is just a lot more, it's a lot easier to say yes than to say no and ask to do things and that kind of a thing. But you can really get yourself into trouble that way because then you end up not paying attention to the stuff in your own life, in your own world, you know? So I figured mm-hmm. that out to, about myself um, through just kind of talking to other people and giving them advice and then taking a look and was like, whoa, wait a minute, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's definitely a way sort of to lose your own freedom and your own ability to do what you need to do. So I learned that. And then I also I went through a breakup, unfortunately, so – of relationship I've been in for a couple of years. Unfortunately. That's right. That's right. And, you know, so that's a a sort of a freedom that came about Mm -hmm. Um, coming out of that situation and looking at, you know, what I could have done differently and what could have happened, you know, what I could take with it going forward, take with me going forward, um, and maybe some of the freedoms that I kind of had given up in that relationship when I, without even realizing it. Because I think that's what happens a lot of times, whether it's romantic relationships or jobs or other obligations, we don't even see it happening along the way. Yeah. You just wake up one day and you're like, oh, I'm walking on eggshells. I didn't even know. Right. You know, or I've changed my personality. I don't, you know, I'm not in contact with my family or blah, blah, things like right. that. That's not, you know, that's not what happened to me, wouldn't it? But <laughs> yeah. Now what song is that Because we want to hear that song What song is that Ooh, child. Well that is a couple of songs um, mm. So there's one that really has gotten a lot of people's attention So far it's called Never Told You That's actually going to be my next single um, And that one is really Kind of about the one that got away If you will And it's just talking about um, Where basically a person didn't say What was on their heart and on their mind And now Uh it's too late Oh, wait a minute (laughs) Can you go over there? Uh Trying to take us off the course Uh, My question was I want to know which song (laughs) (laughs) I want to know the song That talks about The the breakup That's the song I want to know about What's the name Ooh. of that one? What's the name well, of that one? That song, I mean, it's a couple of songs. It's Okay. It's 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 definitely, you know, the song Dead Wrong is in there. Dead Wrong. So okay. we'll say that, you know, that one uh, hints at it a little bit. That was written in the midst of it all, though. I yes, haven't so really had a chance song. to write a song, a song looking back on it yet, to yeah, be honest right. with you. So it was kind of the lessons learned. Like, song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But dead wrong is in the midst, so that's a good. That's the meat and potatoes. And sparks, I think, is another right. one that kind of that kind of deals with what I was looking for. Maybe that you know, maybe I felt like I wasn't seeing. <laughs> wow. Well, let me ask you, Colette. Okay, so there's a lot of depth, and there usually is with you in your music. Why is it so important for you to be so profound when writing music? 
Because, and I ask that in the landscape, you know, you know the landscape that you're in. There's so many yeah. people that are writing songs that just, for, that are fly by night. Yeah. Why is it important to you to be, to be the difference in that? Well, it's because I think that when you're, when you're given talents and abilities, I think that with that comes responsibility. So I am all about having fun. I'm from Columbia, South Carolina. You know, I'm a southern girl, a country girl. I'm all about it. I will get out here and shake it with the best of y'all. So it's not that I don't believe in fun. But I do believe that when you have an ability that is a little bit different from what sort of your average everyday person um, is able to do musically, that I think it's your responsibility then to use it in some way to kind of add to uplift, to expose people to something new, something that um, that brings into their life maybe a chance to experience things they never heard of or to learn about, feel feel more empowered in what they can be. And I think that right now, as, as an urban music landscape, we've almost completely lost that as far as what is in the mainstream and what's widely heard. There's plenty of it happening and bubbling you know, um, below the surface. But I think that right now all of our, uh, most of our urban artistry is just so consumed with this materialistic, kind of unrealistic messaging that has nothing to do with happening on the everyday streets of life. Mm -hmm. And, And the thing is about music, music is incredibly powerful. The the great movements that have happened politically and socially over time, you know, they've always had a soundtrack. They a lot of times they've been able to start because of music, because of comedy, because of other types of artistry that sort of loosened up the atmosphere, made people you know, when people start smiling, people start dancing, people start snapping fingers, standing together, singing, you know, We Shall Overcome or at a Richard Pryor mm-hmm. show or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. That art that artistry makes it more makes the environment more conducive to real social change. And Lord knows right now in this world, you know, we got bombs flying in the air as we speak. It, it's needed. We got children that are hungry right now, urban areas, and just a lot of people dealing with things because of this recession, et cetera, et cetera, a political – don't get me started. I'm sorry. Who can get off my soapbox? So it's needed. It's needed. <laughs> and so, you know, I feel like how could I not use my voice? How could I of not course. use my voice? That's right. how I've always felt. It's a must, absolutely. It's any review. We are talking to Colette right now. Call us up, 646-478-5123. You can tweet us as well. It's any review. That's R-E-V-U-E. Big ups to um, Lady Ginger in the chat room. Guest 2095-2030 as well. And uh, everybody on Twitter, that's uh, checking us out right now. Uh, you, you've done some theater in your time, right? I sure have. I sure have. I've done um, musical theater I did Crown, which was the musical by Regina Taylor, I believe. But Crowns, um, I did that. I played the role of Yolanda. And um, I also did a musical called Carolina Change, which was, in fact, really, really started some of the seeds in my head of the ideas that ended up coming um, together as Juneteenth Revolution. So, yeah, done a little singing, a little acting. Nothing on your level, though, see. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's 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 all on the same levels. It's, 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 I'm up, up no one. <laughs> now you were talking about soundtracks and stuff like that, and music being powerful. Is there a movie that's out now or that came out sometime in the past that you would say Juneteenth Revolution could be the soundtrack of that? Mm. Well, of course. Um, all you indie filmmakers out there listening, it can be your soundtrack today. But anyway, um, 
I think, you know, one movie that stood out in my mind was uh, Night Catches Us, I believe Ooh. was the name of it. And, and Night Mary Catches Us. And it had yeah. Anthony yeah. Mackie and Kerry Washington. Yeah. And that yeah. film, its soundtrack was fine. You know, I, I think that was a, a, actually an amazing, mind-blowing soundtrack, I think, that The Roots did. Um, but a film like that, I think my record could be a part of. And, you know, my, my record is almost like it could kind of be a – so we always – we know what coming of age is when you're talking about a person going from maybe childhood to adolescence or something like that or even adolescence to adulthood. But I think another coming of age happens that a lot of people don't realize kind of in the middle of your adult years, like a quarter-life crisis, I call it. <laughs> and I think that a little bit of my journey that I talk about and figuring out my own freedom and things like that on Juneteenth Revolution, I think that that happens in the end. So I can't think right now of a movie that deals with that part of life. It might be it might be that we need to make that movie, y'all. But um, I think that anything that happens along those lines, you know, my, my, my music could definitely, definitely support. All right, now. So we are going to collect. I mean, I hope you can stick around. We're going to play one of your songs. I mean, oh. when we come back, you can chat with us a little bit about um, the song and the lyrics and the process and all that good stuff. Yes, okay. we're going to do, do it. We're going to do Material Star featuring the Kill the Song, which is out right now. You can see the video um, all over YouTube, and it's on your site as well, right? That's right, ColetteMusic.com. Absolutely. Okay. So we'll. We're going to hear that song, Material Saw, with Colette, who's joining us right now live on the program. Yeah. Stay tuned for some more. Call us 646-478-5123. And post your oh, questions yeah. in the chat. Yeah. Uh, well, this is a cautionary tale, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, listen up. Listen. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh.
snap like a bungee. Black, white, and tan people going hungry in every country. Treated as a king or a slave, depending on the face value of a ring or a wave. Well, I'm getting a feeling that it's losing its appealing. Isn't it what the people think that makes the money even real? If the dollar crash, it's all just a pile of trash. Don't burn your bridges, people holler back, got a dash. I saw the heavy I'm a grown-up. I, I understand 
the the bread the um what's the word I'm looking for? I understand the gravity of the images that we put out there, especially for girls, especially for people of color. Um, just how influential those things are, whether it's the music or the acting or the photography or whatever it may be. And so I'm thinking about that at every turn. I don't believe in culture police, like as in in terms of people not being free with their art because of what, you know, will be thought, because that's not freedom. But I feel for me, just for Colette, not anybody else, but I feel mm-hmm. like for me, the, every decision that I make um, artistically has a lot of thought behind it, and I do take into account what it's going to mean but, you know, the, the, the image of my people and the way that women, are, you know, are going to be treated, et cetera, et cetera, or the right. way little girls are going to see themselves. I think about that for me, and that's a choice. That's a conscious choice that I've made. I don't believe that everybody should have to make that choice. I do. I <laughs> there you go. I do. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that, you know, because we're, mm-hmm. all, we're creating an energy, and then we're mm-hmm. putting that out there. So, yeah, I do believe that there should be some accountability. Um mm-hmm. I mean, it's very different now because grown folks' music used to only come out when grown folks were around, but we don't have that balance anymore. That's so right. now we, you know, Millie Jackson and Red Fox and them, they used to be at the back <laughs> of the pile of the, of the um, album. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, when the mm-hmm, kids went to sleep mm-hmm. and the grown folks came and played cards and whatever they did, mm-hmm. that's, when those music, that's when that music came out. But now there's no balance for our kids. You can turn on the radio and hear just as much raunch and trash mm-hmm. during the day as you can at night, you know. So, yeah, I do think that um, regardless of what people say, I know mm-hmm. if y'all mm-hmm. feel some comments about it, I'm sorry, this is how I feel. I think, yeah. that, you know, I think that our village is really jacked up right now, and it is our responsibility to shed some light for our kids, you know. Mm-hmm. That's all, you know. I, 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 even, I, I agree that the village is jacked up. Differently. There's even ways to say things in a way that's not as, you know, effective, and, and our music is affecting our young women, their self-esteem, the way they show up in the world, the way they start and finish relationships. Of course mm-hmm. we're responsible. Mm-hmm. You know? I, you know, I, I feel you, and I agree that the village is jacked up, and I think so that right now the best thing that we can do, because I think, well, first of all, let me tell you, I think it's a vicious cycle of where so now mm-hmm. people, um, you know, think that, kind of like that song that uh, Lupe, Lupe Fiasco did recently, I don't I don't know yeah. um, if I could say yeah. the name of it on your show, but but I think that he did a really good job of lyrically and visually illustrating the way the cycle goes yeah. as far as us creating the art and then the art is reality for young people that just, you know, don't have the judgment and the maturity to distinguish. Right. And so then they in turn perpetuate the images and it becomes reality, but, you know, and then yeah. they become parents and it's a vicious cycle. So I think that really right now the best thing we can try to do is to target those young minds um, especially with the the way the when we're putting our art out there and taking that responsibility, I definitely do agree. Yeah, and, and, and creating if, if nothing filters. else, right? Creating filters, and really, I think that the conversation then becomes not just about the art, but I think it becomes about the act of parenting and the act of being a community and being a neighbor and being a teacher and a mentor and all of those different people who come in contact with young people and to create their their reality and being their reality as opposed to walk a flock of flame or, you know, some uh, crazy after after hours show or music video being their reality. 
I think, too, yeah. that I think that, that the conversation definitely goes there and how we kind of no longer take responsibility as individuals for the kids in our communities, even if we're right. not a parent. But there's just a mm-hmm. lot of different ways that we can that we can affect and mold those young minds so that when they do encounter, because I don't, I, don't I don't know that we'll ever be able to turn back the clock and change the way kids can now yeah. consume media. Um, yeah. But I think that what we can do is be present in other ways in their lives that they know reality from fake, hopefully. Yeah, and the music, <laughs> and like you said, it's a reflection. The music has no filters, and guess what? Our kids have no filters. Nope, they absolutely None. don't. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think about those things a lot um, in everything that I create. And I try to be accountable to the kids, to the future, you know, to to whoever's coming along next. When they look back, if they pull my music out of the time capsule, I don't want them to think that, you know, black women were just, you know, ridiculous at this time. But unfortunately, a lot of the time capsule right now, um, unfairly, is, is kind of skewing it that way. And not just black women, really, women in general. So, you know, I'm doing my little part, and I'm really trying yeah. to trying to align myself with people, myself with people who kind of feel the same way or bring the same type of passion to their artistry, like those folks I mentioned earlier. If I ever got yeah. a chance to collaborate with Jill Scott, OMG, you would well, really, literally have to <laughs> peel me. Y'all would have to peel me off the system, first of all. <laughs> It would just be a bad situation. Security would be called in. If you know what would happen, Colette Fiona, jumped on Jill's back. <laughs> I know Fiona's listening. Fiona, do you hear this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is too much. See, I think you um, had a question now. Huh? Yeah, one, one last question before we let you go, because I know you got a lot of things you're working on today. Yeah. But um, you felt awkward. Or you know, thought you were an awkward girl coming up. What <laughs> was the moment for you where you felt comfortable with you being who you are? Ooh, well, I'm still, it's still a journey. I'm not gonna front. It's still definitely a journey. I have my moments, um, but how the when I got the closest, that's such a good question. The uh, man, I think when I released my first CD, like, around the time that I was working on it, and I realized that music and a music career and being able to write and create messages through music and film and other types of production was, like, what I wanted to do because I, I had finally had enough confidence in my voice and knew what my point of view was, and I, and that was, you know, around the time in my in my early 20s. I think that's when I finally realized that. And it's hard to do, like, when you're in high school and college because you're figuring it out and you're, so, you're learning so many things and, and letting so many things be influential. But I think around that time for me, which was right after college, I kind of is when I began to kind of say, hey, wait a minute, I know what I want to say, and I'm going to say it, and this is how I'm going to say it. <laughs> and it really just kind of all clicked, began to click for me and continues to click. Cool. Do you feel like your school was a big, was a big influence on that, going to Howard? Absolutely. Howard University, you know, is just a place where um, you can you can really say, you can be passionate and you can put action behind your passion and you can find other people that are passionate about the same things. And now at that time, you know, Jill Scott had just come out, Music Soul Child had just come out, Erica Badu was just like killing the game. Um, a lot of different people were like, it was, it was just very fresh and new, like the way that we were talking about, um, R&B and soul, neo-soul, and, you know, D'Angelo and all those folks. And and so it was, like, refreshing because in Lauryn Hill, of course, and it all spoke to me so much because it was just people having a very cultural 
you know, ethnocentric kind of a point of view and not being afraid to talk about, you know, what meant what meant something to them. And so, you know, being at Howard in that environment where there was so much excitement about that musically and then just about a lot of issues and a lot of activism, for sure, for sure, helped me, gave me the information that I needed to come to my own conclusion and figure out what I wanted to say, you know? Mm. That's good stuff. Well, before we let you go, Colette, um, let our listeners know how they can find and learn more about you. Listeners, you can catch me at <laughs> ColetteMusic.com. Colette is spelled C-O-L-L-E-T-T-E. So it's ColetteMusic.com. And, you know, I'm, I've got the new music up there. Also, if you didn't catch it on Material Star, just now I'm rhyming a bit. I actually rhymed on a couple of the songs. Um, and I've actually had a chance to even put in a little bit of my own production work. So whether it was me playing the keys to compose the different songs, et cetera, et cetera, you can hear all that. You can follow me on Twitter, Collettable, because I'm so Collettable, um, C-O-L-L-E-T-T-A-B-L-E. Um, I'm on Facebook.com slash Collette Music with a K. Um, goodness gracious, just all over the place you can catch me. But if you don't remember all those links, just go to ColetteMusic.com. All the little logos are right there. You just click on them and you're in the game. You connect it to me with friends. I talk to you. You talk to me. I'm not one of those artists that ignores people. Sometimes it takes me a second, like maybe a couple hours, but I hit you back because I appreciate the love. And who, who's, making, who's making the sweet potato pie this week? <laughs> Whoa. You know what? So my mom actually is in town to visit me. And I I'm I want some pork chops. I'm not playing with no sweet potatoes. Why I want a pork chop. I want, I have a very simple, specific request. I want even mix pork, pork, pork chops with the outside voice. I am not mad at you, Colette. <laughs> you are I'm serious. I'm serious about my chops, y'all. I'm serious. <laughs> But usually my Uncle Harold makes the sweet potato pie. That is my, okay. my favorite dessert. And when I was in college, I would literally come back from Thanksgiving with about five sweet potato pies. I would have to put them under lock and key because you know how that goes living in dorms. But to this day, my Uncle Harold in Georgetown, South Carolina, shout out to Georgetown, the coast, Gullah, Geechee, all of y'all, love y'all. Um, but my Uncle Harold is the sweet potato pie person. Everybody has an assignment. My assignment is to set the table. <laughs> I am tickled pink by that. Okay. 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 Well, thank you again so much. We really do look forward to hearing. I'm looking forward to hearing the music because I know what's inside the song. So, yes. yes I want to get yes, the whole thank you story. So much. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, there is a song called Be Careful on there. I'm not going to front with you, Rachel. There is a song called Be Careful that is a little bit inspired by the breakup, too. Let me just mm-hmm. go ahead and stop trying to hide it. Go ahead and check out the song. Be careful, y'all. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes we have to live vicariously through the people that, you know, make the music. So that's all. Yeah. It's, that's it's, all you know what? Thing. And that's the beauty of music because we can live through each other and learn and just look at it, listen to a song and say, oh, I went through that too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I missed you last time you were here. I was traveling, but I'm in Atlanta. So yeah. when you come back, definitely you guys let me know so I can come and check nice. you out. We are based. Myself and Fiona Bloom, shout out Fiona. We are definitely yeah. actually are working on that very much so. Okay. So I will see you in Atlanta, girl. Really that is a date. She's in touch with us, so mm-hmm. she'll let mm-hmm. us know what's going on. But enjoy the rest of this beautiful, beautiful day. And, Thank you know, you. because you're an intellectual, <laughs> you can reach out to us anytime. You can call us or join us in the chat room anytime or... Yeah, I will, and I'm in the chat. I'm gonna hang out in the chat room. Mm-hmm. Okay, no problem. 
Yeah, yeah, be careful in there because sometimes she goes off on tangents and everyone has to duck. So just be careful. Uh, be, be accurate with the facts now. Don't make it seem as if I'm the only one in there throwing trouble. Or if I'm the one instigating things. Sometimes people come at me and I have to defend myself. You know what? I know how to shut you down. I know how to shut you down. All I have oh, do to you? do okay. is start, basically, first of all, I have to just start talking sports. Because once I start talking <laughs> sports, and the fact that I am a fan and a loyal associate of the world champion Dallas Cowboys, then all oh, that's wrong. He has nothing else that he can say, and it's mm-hmm. done. Oh, here oh. we go. <laughs> no, we, we we're going to end on that note. Y'all take that to the chat room. <laughs> so we don't have enough show for that. We don't have to do a separate show for that alone. <laughs> that is crazy. Claire, thank you so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. And we look I forward love to being on with you guys. Uh, Y'all do a great job with the show, too. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for supporting the show, too. Yes, yes. <laughs> you got it. And give you a big hug from us. <laughs> you know it. Take care. Peace. You, too. Right. Thank you, y'all. Bye. Okay. It is in the review. Call us 646-478-5123. The wonderful Colette uh, is still in the chat room with us, so if you want to talk to her, find out some more things behind the scenes, you can do that right now. And we're going to get into her song, Be Careful, that she was telling Rachel about. And uh, check it out. Great song off that Juneteenth Revolution album coming yes. out uh, next month. Real, real soon. All right now. It is. It's a review. I'm going to tell you like my mama used to tell me. I guess it's hard
featuring uh, DJ Kemet. Actually, that's on DJ Kemet's album, Featuring Chocolate. That's called Releasing. That's right, Releasing. Get used to the name. Uh, as you know, we played a lot of her songs on the show. She's from out of Seattle, Washington, as Colette was telling you all earlier. And big up to DJ Kemet as well, doing his thing down in the A, originally coming out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Call us up. Six four six four seven eight five one two three. We are still yeah. talking to Colette in the chat room, having a great, yeah. great time, having a, some nice conversations in there, talking about <laughs> from brand new heavies. Of course, we did never stop. One of the best songs all time. Like that's one of the best time all time songs. If you put and that the dance, the dance that we were doing when that song is out is still relevant. <laughs> what dance was that? It's- I'm just saying, whatever the dance was at that time, it's still relevant. Oh, yes. wait, wait. We have we can't forget. Um, Colette does have some album release shows coming up. Um, she has a show on Tuesday, December fourth, in Washington D.C., and another one in New York on December 29th. So make sure you support um, Colette in her uh, release of her album. And these are the shows again: Tuesday, December fourth, in D.C., and New York on December 29th. So she's going to be giving y'all a good show. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, absolutely. So um, check that out. Right now we're going to get into some more music. And remember, you can uh, join us in the chat room. Like I said, we're having a great conversation in there right now with uh, Miss Colette and the rest of the crew up in there. Or you can call us at 646-478-5123. You can also tweet. And uh, that address is in the R-E-V-U-E. Right now we're going to do some Gerard Anthony. Uh, lucky day right here on any review and uh big up to gerard anthony he's been doing this thing um been on the road a lot but uh, mm-hmm. this another great artist that does some great music so uh sit back relax check it out got some more show on the way y'all about 20 minutes left so get it in while you still Hi. can mm-hmm. we here
make a dollar off of every hit I made. Down trying to live a life that ain't even no game. I used to do the same until I got sane. Now I'm on this shit that's about to help me start my reign. I came to bring the pain, and I might dumb it down just to show you I can hang. Cause relevance is what's gonna help me stick up to the game. Like young money to wane, auto tune the pain. Inspired by the combo with Mikey up in the range. Just keep doing my thing, just keep doing my thing. So please let me get on. Please let me get on. I'm just trying to buy my mama up there a new home. I'm just trying to buy my grandma down there a tombstone. Bring my family back together because it's been too long. See, I'm just a young man that just got grown with the weight of the world on my bones. When I go, right there, Freeman and Zip coming out of the Chicago area. Big up to everybody out there in Chicago right now. The whole uh, secret guard. and the whole crew. Yep. Uh, so I just want to say hi, Val, you know, because you just hopped in the chat room all late. But it's all good. <laughs> We love having her. And to Colette and Lady Ginger and Wilma, thank you guys so much for joining us in the chat room. Always up for a lively conversation in there. <laughs> Can you hear so me, it's, it's time. It's that time yes, that we get some, some dessert out, you know, time to time. Yeah. <laughs> We've come to the end of our show where we do a daily slice every week, which is a small sliver of life's fantastic cake and today's daily slice is this um we must not get we must not in trying to think about how we can make a big difference ignore the small daily differences we can make which over time add up to the differences that we often cannot foresee and that daily slice was inspired by by a conversation i've had on my facebook page i'm wondering about hunger and how each of us, by just doing very small things, can make a huge difference in someone's life. We, you know, people are hungry in this country, and um, I do understand that we're, we are all world citizens, and I do understand that, you know, we contribute beyond um, our borders and you know overseas, but it's just as important to contribute here. Um, so, and it's not just for the holidays. People are hungry all year round, so. You know, yeah. I'm sure they appreciate the turkey giveaways and the soup kitchens, but, you know, check on your neighbors. Make sure the kids, you know, are okay in your area. Just, you know, reach out to people and make sure that everyone's okay. And just by us doing that little part, we can make a really huge difference. 
in the lives of the people around us and in our village. So that's our daily flash for today. And as always, we are sending you guys off with tons of love and light, and we hope that you have a fantastic week and enjoy the rest of this beautiful day and that you join us next week, same time, same place, here at Indie Review Radio. Yes, indeed. And we're going to leave you with another Colette song um, as we go out, another joint off the Juneteenth Revolution coming out December 4th. Everywhere and everywhere, iTunes, Amazon, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Make sure you check for it. It's, it's a good album. I've, I've heard it already. It's it's great. It has some good tunes on there. And it, if you listen to the show and you've heard the songs we've played from Collect, yeah. you know it's a, a good album. So um, definitely check that out. But this is Dead Wrong. And uh, we'll see you back here next week, folks. Don't forget to check yeah. us out each and every single day in the ReviewCD.com, Facebook, Twitter, the whole nine yards. Be safe. We'll see you back here next. Every time being my man, babe, I go flirt with my ex. And I'm dead wrong. I know I'm dead wrong. Sometimes I don't pay my bills, even though I got the money.
up the volume, pump up the volume. Like y'all, we want change, but we love God with all of our hearts. We want change, now that's real. 